1: The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a
0: listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Smooth
2: like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made off money. She's
0: blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. It's a
2: woman's
3: Welcome to Hour Two of Hearing to- of this program by this station. Welcome to Hour Two of Tonight's Andrew K Show. Who is that trying to interrupt me? This isn't my show. <laughs> and it is hour two of tonight's Don't Andrew K Don't they know K. this is K. the A K show? I know. Who are these people horning in, right? Rude. All right, how rude! Uh, this is Tuesday night at seven. D- doesn't he know that it's time for the news you can use segment with Gary Quackenbush, GQ Law? Who are these people? Right, GQ. Who? Who? Who is that person trying to horn in on your on your time?
2: The airing of this program is not being. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't me. It was. It was some tricky voice. There's all the voices, you know, when you're on the radio, there's always voices talking in your head. And you can't tell whether it's like Noah or somebody else or a commercial that's put on or whether it actually is. In well, your you head. know
3: what? And it could literally be voices in my head, Gary Quackenbush, because it is so insane right now what's going on. And then on top of it, I've got construction starting mm-hmm. every night at seven above my head here in the station. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always waiting for, you know, some worker to, to crash through on top of my head. Um, but anyway, I always look forward to, yeah, I always look forward to your segments. I start laughing even before you start talking. Do you have any wacky laws to share with us this week?
2: All I could find today are laws that are really, I'm super glad that they're on the books. I wish they all applied to, like, me personally in California, because I think it's great when laws, like, lawmakers come up with really brilliant laws to help us as citizens be safe in our own
3: homes. Oh, okay. So you're looking for, you're looking for, like, a nanny you're looking for a law that like protects you from you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, that's why I found these really good. So like in New Jersey, they are clearly really concerned about our own, like our, our manners. And it, actually, there's a law on the books in New Jersey that it is illegal to slurp your soup in public.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, this, this would not be good for me, Gary. I fully admit I am a soup slurper.
3: I cannot stand the slurp. I don't like You're to hear people e- eating, or, or I don't like to hear the normally sound.
4: quiet eater, except for when it comes to. I soup.
3: need, I need some, I need quiet. Okay, I'm thinking Jersey. Okay. Jersey is, I mean, you know, the Sopranos. I did a Sopranos reference last hour. You know, um, mm-hmm. the the Italian grannies. They don't want to put up with no slurping of their pasta fagioli, which is a soup, right? They, or, or the Italian wedding yeah. soup. They will smack you in the back of the head. Maybe that's where it came from. But I'm for that.
2: I I think it could be yes. Well, then you might be okay with this too. It's like purchasing ice cream after 6 p.m. in New Jersey is illegal, and I think that's because they want to keep your waist size down.
3: Well, what is Um, how? Well, I mean, how do you explain Chris Christie?
2: (laughs) He buys it. Did I say that out loud? It doesn't say eating after six, it says purchasing. <laughs> and in fact in fact I would be more like, okay, this is more me. Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia all have laws to protect your like your decorum and that is they have made it illegal in those three states to walk down the street with an ice cream cone in your back pocket. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't- so it's stupid. Well, you know what? Listen, I grew up in the Deep oh. South. I am not at all surprised... Um Some of the laws are just uh, are unwritten and it's just part of the culture. OK, like we had the blue laws to where when I grew up in the deep south, nothing was open on a Sunday. You couldn't pump gas. I mean, nothing was open on a Sunday. And those were actually laws on the books. Right. Then you had the unwritten laws, which was like mama wasn't allowed to wear shorts um when she was growing up we had to wear like one piece swimsuits there there there's i mean growing up in the south and even in my generation was was it was like a different uh country compared to the rest of what was going on in the state so i'm not surprised I don't know, Mike. Mm-hmm.
2: I just think it's hilarious.
3: Yeah. Well. But, you yeah. Know, you. I'm, well. I'm you think it's funny, but you Back
2: into your own family history. Well, That's you think good. it's.
3: Well, let me tell you. Mama didn't think it was funny when it was August and 100 degrees and 95 percent humidity, and she she wasn't allowed to wear shorts with no air conditioning.
2: No wonder Mama. Down the street, did, well, but if she had shorts on, then she would have she would have had the opportunity to put an ice cream cone in her back pocket, and this <laughs> law would have taken care of that.
3: <laughs> Leave it to GQ That's to what? find an end or, to find a way around to find the good right. in the story and to right. make it make sense. You always somehow make it make sense. <laughs> All right, but you know what
2: I'm the most excited about, AK. What? Thursday. What? I That's know. The
3: kind of if you guys don't have so your cool. tickets, let... I hope
2: we have standing room only. I've got my tickets. Are you kidding me? I'm there. I'm going to be at the meet and greet. I'm going to be there at three thirty setting up because I'm going to put up a display of my stuff. I'm going to totally be there. I'm like, you I'm better be,
3: man, with bells on. Do you, are you going to have? You better have some taps in the bottom of your shoes and be prepared to do me a tap dance, man. We can't wait. Boy, well, Karen Gallagher on.
4: should be singing so Gary could do the tapping.
3: Oh, I know. He can, yeah, Mike Gallagher can sing "Danny's Boy," and GQ can do a soft shoe tap. To do, do, do you do do you do tap dance? Can you tap to? Uh, I'm not do, I,
4: I bet you he does.
3: Yeah. No, GQ seems like the type.
2: Be I honest. You took no, dance lessons I, when I you were a kid. Tap.
3: You didn't. Do, you
2: didn't no, go to cotillion. No. Uh huh. Nope. Uh-huh. I did not. I did, no, I, I like to dance, but I don't tap dance. I mean, I'll dance. I do some of the. I don't know I do dancing stuff, but I'm not. I'm not like Twitch was, like the crazy oh, super. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I don't think you
4: stuck around for the dancing at my, oh my wedding God. either, Gary. You kind I of
2: know. Split. Well, uh oh, uh oh, you, know, no, you just got called
3: beginning. out,
2: GQ. No, Andrea, I have a picture with me doing a selfie with Andrea, and Noah, and his gorgeous bride during the dancing. I
4: am remembering it is right beforehand.
2: Seriously, Noah.
3: I know. Uh, Yeah. You know, such disrespect. uh, Such disrespect. I know.
2: Ice cream in your back
4: pocket. I take the ice cream out of my back pocket. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So, what do we have to share with everybody on the news you can use? I had something that came up with a conversation with a friend this weekend who, in her, her parents just passed away, both of them within the year. Very sad. And she inherited the house and she was talking about it here in California and Sacramento. And she was talking about with Proposition 13. Um, you know, she gets to live, you know, really cheaply because the house is paid for. But then I got confused because I thought she said at one point that Proposition 13 has been changed and now it doesn't pass along to the next generation. And I thought, well, I thought that Proposition 13 was just Proposition 13. And by the way, if you're just listening, that's where your property taxes don't go up past a certain point each year, correct? And, uh, and then, uh, but evidently it's changed now. It's only for one generation. Can you tell me if that's true? And also if you can answer to me whether or not a trust can supersede that.
2: Okay. So what we are talking about is prop 19. I actually have an, (laughs) I actually have an hour long seminar that I teach on this stuff so that you can figure it all out. So what happened yeah, prop 13 is the proposition that came in where it said that if you buy a piece of property, you have you know, the property tax basis is established when you buy it and it can't go up more than 1% per year for, you know, the time that you live in your home and you can get it reassessed and stuff like that. Okay. Then prop 13 allowed that when you, if, if you gave or bequeathed or whatever your home to a, either a child or a grandchild, so it's parent to child, parent-to-grandchild or parent-to-child or grandparent-to-grandchild transfer that the property tax basis would stay the same. Okay. What Prop 19 changed was it can still happen, but it only applies to the parents' principal residence passing on to a child's principal residence. Um, So you can do it. You can do parent-to-child. It just has to be the principal residence of the parent, and then the child now makes that their principal residence. And it can be half their principal residence or all their principal residence. There are ways to adjust that, but that's what Prop 19 does now. And that's the good side of Prop 19, or that's actually the, that's the screwed up part. It's the tough part that people are having a hard time swallowing because it, it only applies to parent child and it only applies to principal residence. Prop 19 changed it so that if it's a commercial property or a rental property or anything like that, it gets a new property tax basis when the property transfers from one person to the
3: other. The citizens were so stupid to pass that and go along with that. You know, they did it under well, the guise of, with the, with the businesses, it was going to give money to schools, which is just such a racket. And, you know, it's and it's just encroaching on removing Proposition 13, which the left would love to do.
2: Well, it was it more than that. Okay. It was more than that, because Prop 19, what we were sold, and this, this happens when you read the pamphlets and the propaganda, and you looked at Prop 19, and half of Prop 19 was absolutely wonderful. What Prop 19 changed was you you could, if you're over 55, you can carry your property tax basis into another house, and you could, you could do it three times in your lifetime, and you could do it to any county in California. Prop 13 restricted that transfer to one time in your life within the same county. Okay. So if you had somebody that was in um you know San Francisco County or whatever and wanted to move to hang on, county you know county what Gary, hang, hang on. Uh,
3: you're going to oh, have yeah. to stick okay. over where Gary's going to stick around and finish explaining what's going on with this Proposition 13, Proposition 19 situation with property okay. taxes. So don't go anywhere. News you can use continues on the other side of the break.
1: News politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We've got a hilarious campaign ad to play for you guys coming up, starring your very own Mike Pence so stay tuned for that but for, as for right now I was starting to say something about the fly but I think I've worn out the fly Get him out of here. the fly joke with Mike Pence all right so but right now we're continuing our discussion with Gary Quackenbush from GQ law about the um, the changes made to property taxes and in, in the proper proposition 13 which was modified by proposition 19 continue on with that uh, sir Quackenbush Sure, sure. I just knighted you a sir.
4: (coughs) She dubs the Sir Quackenbush.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm now prostrate on the floor. Can I get back up in my chair to continue the show?
3: (laughs) Yes, please.
2: Okay, Uh, okay, okay. I haven't done that a long time, but Andrea, (laughs) you bring that out in me. (laughs) (laughs) Prop nineteen. So what? What we were what. What we kind of bought into, we meaning the voters, I'm putting myself into that gelatinous mass of people, um, was Prop 19 was saying, hey, under Prop 13, if you are a homeowner and you want to move from one, you know, if you want to move and take your property tax basis with you, so I want to buy up, so I have this house and I I bought it for whatever, I have this low property tax basis, low property taxes, I want to buy a nicer, bigger house or a different house, I can take my my property tax basis with me under Prop 13. It's actually, it, it, it's not Prop 13, but it's the Prop 13 basis right. with some other prop propositions that did that. Okay, so you take the Prop 13 basis with you. All right, so now Prop 19 came out and they said, you know what, that really stinks because you can only take it one time in your life and you can only, and it has to be um, in the same county. So if you want to move out of San Diego, out of San Jose, out of San Francisco, you, you could now, under Prop 19, you could do it three times Anywhere you want in the state of California, people went, that is amazing for all of these over 55s. And there's millions of them. So they all said, Prop 19, thumbs up. What they didn't realize is the second half of Prop 19 is the part that was the draconian part, and that it has to be your <clears throat> your personal residence if you're 55 or older, and it has to go to a parent-to-child, um, and then it, um, yeah, so it, it, so it's basically it's parent-child. Yeah. And it's not it's not grandparent grandchild that went away. So it, it is the one generation thing, but it is an exclusion. And the thing is, so the parent to child, and then that child can go them now parent to their child, and so it can keep going on. Uh, but there's just limits, and it made okay. it so that it it's really it's really tough. And if it's commercial property, it, there's no there's no capital gains exclusion. There's no property tax right. exclusion, and there's no but trust,
3: it, it, and there's no way to avoid this. With the trust? No, we okay.
2: No, we we tried so many different ways to try to do it, okay. and there's kind of funky ways to try, but no, a trust doesn't protect you from the property tax exclusion.
3: Okay, like that. Gotcha. All right. Well, was yeah, there so, anything else so you wanted to math. share with us tonight, um, in
2: terms of? I, I don't. You know, I just think in terms of like the estate planning thing is, I, I the property team thing scares people, and and it gets people at least it gets them thinking. But I just want to tell people, you guys, you've got to get your state plans going yeah. or you got to get things arranged. I've been doing things lately um, with, with clients where it is so much almost too late, like barely capacity, barely can you can think barely. It's just like people are waiting too long and it's not it's not necessarily my generation. It's my parents' generation. It's the 80 year olds that are saying, you know, I don't need a lawyer. I don't need this. And then they're starting to change their mind and go, oh, no. I don't want to disinherit my son anymore. I want to make this change, and and they don't have capacity. I've met with a couple of people, and I just said, I'm sorry. I understand what you tell me your mom and dad wants, but they're not. They don't have capacity. They can't make the change, you know. But I've been disinherited, and my dad wants to change that. I said, I believe you, but your dad can't tell me that. So I'm sorry, it's too late. And I see that Ugh, more and more. That's and more. devastating.
3: And it, that's devastating. It is. It's, so it's pe- people need so to get, get it done. yeah and so people need to first of all people need to come to the event thursday night cuz GQ is going to be yep. there with all his information and the go to the answer san and get tickets Uh, It's at Encore Event Center, and it's going to be super fun, and there's cocktails and heavy hors d'oeuvres. The meet and greet starts at 5, and then the regular town hall starts at 6.30, so it's just a great opportunity to come together, meet really cool people, ask questions, meet the people that you're hearing from on the show all the time. You get a chance to hang out and talk to GQ, and um, so get your tickets go to the answer and get your tickets but i also in case they can't be there how do they get a hold of you via phone
2: 855 500 trust
3: righty. thank you my dear right.
2: Thanks, thanks See you thursday
3: thank you see you thursday all right um okay skins do we have to we we have to we have to play this campaign clip because it's just it's just to it's too yummy it's yummier than an ice cream cone in your back I can't pocket. believe
4: when I when I first saw this, this is this is reality but it actually is good entertainment
3: okay so let's give that a, a quick play before we gotta go to break
4: hey everybody Mike Pence
1: here remember two dollar a gallon gas I do. And then Joe Biden became president of the United States and launched his war on energy. Since that time, gasoline prices are up 60%. Electricity prices are up 25%. Joe Biden's war on energy is causing real hardship for working families, small businesses, and family farms. But we've got a plan to relieve all of that. We just unveiled the Pence Energy Plan that'll not only put our country back on a path to energy independence, but by 2040, we will reclaim America's role the leading producer of energy in the world. (laughs) Join us in the fight for American energy leadership. By going to MikePence2024.com, we can lead the world once again to a more prosperous and a secure future for America with energy independence and American energy leadership.
3: Oh, (laughs) Y'all can't see it. He's standing at a gas station with a red truck in the background. You can tell this man has never ridden a truck in his life. You can also tell that he's never pumped gas before because... He didn't... The beeping you can hear in the background is when you got to press a grade. Do you want 87? Do you want 89? He's not pumping gas. He's not pumping gas. It's like, who didn't notice? I I mean... mean,
4: At least make it a two-for-one. Film your campaign ad and fill up.
3: I, I mean, how stupid? I mean... Wow. I don't even know what to say. I mean, you're, you're, first of all, you're trying to, you're trying to piggyback off of Trump. Here, you're bagging on Trump the other day and being nasty and ridiculous. There's so much I could say about, about Pence and some of his comments lately about these indictments. Number one, he actually said on camera, I believe to Gateway Pundit or as reported by Gateway Pundit, that he said that Donald Trump was listening to his crackpot attorneys and they wanted me to hand it over to Congress. And well, there's nothing illegal about Trump asking you to hand it over to Congress to deal with the contested states. Uh, so he basically exonerated Trump at that point um, and, and other nasty comments he made. Yet he's standing at a gas station trying to talk about leadership, trying to piggyback off of the success of the Trump administration when it came to the economy. And it was not you, Mike Pence, who created the greatest economic recovery in the history of the United States? It was Trump who you've been bagging. And let me tell you, if Trump was going to go to a gas station for a commercial, he would have the brain power to actually pump gas and and not have a commercial out there obviously showing he ain't pumping any gas. How is that leadership?
4: That's I was thinking about that the first time I saw this.
3: It's my numbingly moronic. That's who we're supposed to want to install in the White House.
4: Well, I, it's not I even still his own say, accomplishment. I still say this, Andrea. Don't be surprised. Now, I know you say that you know uh, Michelle Obama going to get involved. I know the Dems want to say they want to run. Good old Joe. Don't be surprised if this is the new establishment
3: pick. Um, it. it you know, I don't know. I. 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 It. That commercial is so bad. It's bad, it's bad. It's so bad that I, that it can't be there. the The Uniparty is smarter than that picture, that video. The Uniparty is smarter than that video. Let me tell you, I can't think. Carl Rove would not have put out a video with him obviously not pumping gas with the beeping from the from the tank like that. Carl Rove wouldn't have done that. I, I just think that was that was even that was too stupid for the Uniparty. I don't know what the Uniparty is. is, uh, I I don't really know. He still may be the Uniparty. They may be so convinced that Trump is going to go bye-bye that they're going to shove Pence on us no matter how bad the commercial was. That could be. Speaking of dumb, we will get to the, the dumbest clip of the day, and that's Joe Biden when we come back from the break.
1: Airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: How is it even close, Skins? How could it be even remotely close going into 2024? Oh, it shouldn't be. How is it that we got this guy... Probably, at least right now, we're being threatened with him as as the candidate for the Democrat Party in 2024. It's remarkable to me that it could even be considered. Listen to dingbat Joe Biden. Grand Canyon, one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world. (laughs) Literally. Think of that. You know, it's amazing. Think of that. Like he's so smart. He's telling you something. Think of that. Um, who's going to tell him? Who's going to tell Nizhny I Hope not someone told him right after. You think so? You got You got to give it to him. The hood's I guess. Somebody that would continue to just go and humiliate himself. To me, it's a humiliation to this country. This man has been such a narcissistic blowhard. Somebody played a clip the other day. I don't remember where it was, but it was a compilation of him over the years saying that's what got me into politics. Uh, civil rights, that's what got me into politics. This bridge wasn't getting built, so that's what got me, that's why I got involved. I mean, it literally the compilation showed him over the course of, of 10 years, 20 years, changing his story like like countless times in terms of what got him into politics.
4: Well, and if, if people didn't, because uh, I don't think that was the entire statement, but he was basically claiming the Grand Canyon <laughs> is one of the nine wonders of the world, even though there's not really nine.
3: Exactly. And what's he doing at Grand Canyon talking about anything involving Grand Canyon? I mean, you know, how about you go down and deal with the border? I didn't have a chance to talk to uh, Congressman Biggs about that, but I heard somebody today who said it might have been uh, Steve Bannon who said that the, the Republican Party needs to be, when they come back from their August recess, whenever that is, it may be now, I don't even know when that is, Um, when they come back, maybe what they need to do is just go down to the border and just set up camp down there, set up their offices down there and just start working from the border and highlighting that every day. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Wouldn't that be a great move? Force everybody to see what's going on. I saw on Real America's Voice today, I saw a couple of things speaking of the border. I saw reports of children being brought across and details about these cartels and how they're doing it. And there was all these images that were taking place and video taking place during the middle of the night where the children had obviously been drugged. And one man gets asked by this reporter galley used to work for the NSC, I think during uh, the Trump administration and, or it might've been Oscar L blue who was asking and, um, uh, the, the asking, what's your daughter's name? Couldn't come up with a name. What's your daughter's birthday? Um, oh, it's it's on their birth certificate in, you know, this backpack over there. You don't know your daughter's birthday? Oh, it's in the it's in the backpack over there. They're already seeing the same children being brought back and forth and brought back and forth. Drugged up out of their minds. It's despicable what's going on. And this is all by design, all intentional by the Biden administration. The governor of Massachusetts has declared uh, a state of emergency in the state of Massachusetts. We know that uh, last week or so, Eric Adams in New York had said that it's it's a, it's a state of emergency in this country and they need to secure the border. See, these governors didn't give a crap as long as it was, you know, going to turn, you know, uh, Texas blue. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's keep let's keep California. Let's do to, let's do to the border states what happened in California, where California is a solidly blue voting block. Right. We might have a few Republicans here or there, but by and large, California has gone completely blue, and that's what the play was to do to Texas and New Mexico, Arizona, bus them over to the southern states, right? But they weren't ever supposed to show up anywhere in Chicago and in New York City and any of those other northeast uh, areas, right?
4: another reason they want to silence RFK Jr. is because he's coming out hard against the border issues and they want no part of
3: it. Absolutely. And here's the latest of what's happening. I can't find I think this is the clip right here. Um, Yeah. So one of the it's it's so bad in New York City right now that the plan is for them to house up to 2000 migrants on soccer fields. Please play clip three. Hi, Dana. Yeah, these fields, they're used constantly by kids and teams in order to play soccer and, and other sports. And now they're being converted into migrant shelter. The city is moving fast. The parents and the coaches that we have spoken to, they are beyond frustrated that the city is taking away from their children.
1: It's uh, absurd outrage uh, myself as well as um Many of the clubs is going to leave us in a lot of, uh, of situation where our kids are going to suffer.
3: You know, for those of us that live in New York City, we know that green space is hard to come by. And from talking to parents and coaches, they explained to me that the permitting process to get access to these fields, it is tedious. It is done months, if not years in advance. And now four to five fields being taken offline just like that. Just like that. When is America going to wake up and yet it's still close? Yet we're seeing Trump's talking today about how he's leading Biden in the polls by 5%. How stupid is America?
4: I mean, this should be a Reagan landslide.
3: Absolutely. should be no question. We should have America marching peacefully. Don't get it twisted. All over this country demanding that he be yanked out, particularly after what has been proven for the crimes that he has committed against this country as documented in the FD 1023. But the invasion that he is enabling... Of children being, being, being sold into sex slavery, being brought here by the cartels, the fentanyl scourge across this country that's expanding our homeless crisis. Everything that Joe Biden has done, laundering money to Ukraine. And there's still people that would vote for him. I don't even understand. You cannot afford, unless you're Bill Gates, you can't afford to have Joe Biden as president. How is this even close? And you know what? It's not. I don't believe any of the polls. I don't believe that Joe Biden won in 2020. Shame on Ron DeSantis for even asserting that that was even a possibility. I have not had time to delve into it, but Gateway Pundit did an explosive story today about Michigan involving the election integrity project. I think it was Catherine Engelbrecht's people. I've got to read up on it. I didn't want to do it disservice by coming and just reading the headlines to you guys. But what we have already reported on this show in terms of, you know, the Wisconsin elections, the the analysis that was done in Arizona and all the cook in the books in terms of dead people voting and illegal ballots and absentees, just, you know, um, everything that we've seen. We know. We know that it was a fraudulent election. That's what the impending. Uh, that's what the Jan 6 Fed Surrection was all about. I retweeted, by the way. I saw today. I I must have missed it at one point. There was an FBI whistleblower that was talking about how, um, at, at, talking about how they had infiltrated on January 6th. Uh, I I posted to Facebook today an article of a DC cop who accidentally admitted, oh, when we go undercover, it says Antifa. So the Fed's erection was clearly about trying to cover up the election fraud that took place and it worked and then they were able to criminalize it that's that's what the Jan 6 in, in, indictment's all about Joe Biden in no way did Joe Biden run from his basement and win legitimately
4: and beat and Obama I,
3: and there's no way and there's no way that he would in 2024 I don't believe it I don't believe it we're gonna take a break when we come back final segment of tonight's Andrew K show gonna read a couple of emails would love to hear from you guys. 888 344
1: 1170. Stay tuned. A.K. Dynamite and Address or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> um,
3: I'm. I'm reading some of these responses. Welcome back to uh, tonight's Andrew and K. Show. Sandy Kinslow sent me a bunch of responses from to Mike Pence from that disastrous ad. <laughs> Um, at least make it look real one person said you didn't pay nor did you select a grade or maybe you meant for it to show what a lying fake you are somebody else said when you pump gas make sure the pump is on uh never paid at the pump gas door was already open wearing a mic pump is beeping the whole time not a real gas stop what a mess somebody said what buffoon approved this ad If you're going to make a political ad at the gas pump, might be a good idea to actually pump gas.
4: <laughs> I still think it's a great idea for Trump to respond to this.
3: <laughs> How should he respond? Uh, Saturday Night Live should respond.
4: Oh, totally.
3: Should, right? Oh, so, my gosh.
4: You know, Saturday Night Live it really lately has had some golden opportunities to make oh, some great gosh. bits. Oh, my gosh.
3: You know what? I mean, I actually think that, uh, I, uh, you know, they should do, Saturday Night Live should do a skit with Mike Pence running as president and Kamala Harris as VP, because are they not, I mean, where's the clip of her? Did we have the clip of her when she's trying to tout Bidenomics and you got no applause and then she like did a Jeb Bush and asked people to clap? Do we have that? Not that one. Oh, not that one? Okay. Because that was pretty good. Well, may, maybe we'll get that for tomorrow. Um, I mean, we have her talking about buses today. She loves to talk about buses. Clip seven. Like St. Cloud, Minnesota, CWA workers are building electric buses so people can get where they need to go. She loves her a bus. Yeah, go ahead and clap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to step on the applause. <laughs> I think that she should be the VP for Mike Pence. Oh, what a
4: perfect ticket. That on would the be.
3: doofus ticket, right? Shouldn't they go on the Doofus ticket? Mike Pence might as well run for the Democrats. I mean, look, you know, he might as well. That's his only chance. In fact, if the Uniparty was smart, that's what they do. A lot of people are saying that Trump should put uh, RFK Jr. on uh, VP side, and you know, if maybe the Uniparty should put Pence on the at the top of the Democrats with with VP. That's how they they
4: would combat RFK going on the, on the GOP ticket.
3: Just saying, just saying that that would be better than thinking that Mike Pence is going to going to win the Repu- I'm so embarrassed for him right now.
4: But I mean, I still say how how poignant would that be to put him in the front to see say, hey, look, the elections, everything's fair.
3: For Wait, who would do that?
4: Just the establishment.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. You mean this? Do you mean take me up on my idea for the establishment to have Pence run?
4: Pence would run. Pence would win. Then they would say, "Hey, look, everything's fair. Every you know, elections yeah. are happening the way they're supposed to happen."
3: Look, I agree with Joe Rogan. I've been saying for a while that I think the the Republican Party and the Democrats are in cahoots with deciding who's going to win, what, where, so that they can create the impression that it, that we actually have elections. I've come to that conclusion. Y'all can, you know, call the twenty four hour hotline. Twenty
4: sixteen disrupted that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it did. They never saw that coming, never saw it coming. And then that's why uh, going into 2020, one of the things that, uh, that they had to completely cook it. Um, I do think that uh, Trump obviously made some mistakes in 2020, um, but he wasn't alone in those mistakes. When when Ron DeSantis is saying that, look, Trump paved the way for the mail-in ballots with COVID and with the lockdowns, Ron DeSantis was so in on everything COVID initially you couldn't drive into his state I think he was checking something at the border I don't remember what it was driving into Florida he praised Fauci's work supported Fauci he was all in on mandates uh some of some of DeSantis's own team in Florida I can remember well were complaining that they had the mask mandates and they you know had to wear a mask walking from the door of the restaurant to you know to the to the table and all that so you know for Ron DeSantis to blame Trump for the mail-in ballots and stuff that happened in 2020, I have no reason to believe that Ron DeSantis would have done anything any different, given what he did in Florida. He changed his mind and, and corrected a lot of what he did in Florida. But if you look at the time the decisions were made, Trump with the shutdowns and everything in March and supporting Fauci in February, March of 2020, DeSantis was right there with him. So that tells me DeSantis would have done the same things that Trump did at the time.
4: Hey, speaking of Trump, Mm -hmm. only if you want. I do have another great clip from Trump from the speech from today.
3: Okay, let's hear it. What you got?
0: And I'm the only candidate who can make you this promise.
1: I will prevent World War Three. I'll prevent it. Not going to happen.
0: We have
2: a man right now who can't put two sentences together, and he's negotiating on our behalf with nuclear weapons. He's lost every country. Now we're enemies with Russia, with China, with North Korea, with Iran.
3: Absolutely. It's one of the things I talked about with Jesse Jane Duff last night. We've got, we've got uh, China and Russia together working in unison off the coast of Alaska. We've got we we, we sent. I think. Did you give me uh, another article today? Uh, Biden to ask for another Ukraine aid package. North Ten
4: million dollars. Ten
3: billion with a B. Being We've sorry, already yeah. spent two hundred billion dollars so far in Ukraine, and they wanted to give another blank check. There is no desire for peace out of this. This is nothing but a money laundering operation for the Uniparty. And that's why they don't want Trump back in. And Rod DeSantis is right in line with Ukraine. He's flip-flopped. Rod DeSantis is all in, and he will support continued funding for Ukraine. I have no doubt.
4: Hey, how many wars, Andrea? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Trump get us into in his uh, turn? I think it's zero. Uh,
3: zero. But he was the one that was going to get us into World War Three. Oh, my gosh. He called uh, Kim Jong-un or whatever his name. We called him Rocket Man. Well, you know what? We had peace during Trump's four years. We had Trump. He took out ISIS. He took out Soleimani, who was the man behind Iran. Is the number one sponsor, state sponsor of terrorism, and was responsible for killing more Americans over there in Syria and Iraq, actually, than Iraqis were, right? Or Al Qaeda. And Trump took him out. He also did. He also worked with uh, the uh, um, nations over there, like Saudi Arabia, and helping to take out ISIS.
4: He was feared and respected. He
3: was feared and respected. And no way, uh, you know, Trump's presidency was bookended by Obama allowing Putin to go in and take Crimea. You had four years of Putin not making in, no aggression against us. And yet Trump's supposed to be Putin's puppet. Everything that's taken place since Biden took office has aided and abetted Putin. There you have it. Trump is the one Trump is the only president in decades, if not in the history of this country, really, who has been the peacetime president, peace through strength. He's truly the example of peace through strength, because quite frankly, I felt like as much as I loved Ronnie, I I like how he took out. uh, I think was it was it uh, didn't he bomb Gaddafi, Muammar Gaddafi and and killed one of his kids actually. And that's when Gaddafi was like, okay, I'm going to chill over here. Um, We could have actually been a little bit more aggressive after Klinghofer and, and, you know, the Beirut barracks and and things like that. But um, what
4: Trump did with Israel.
3: Yeah. He moved the embassy. Got the Abraham Accords done. Yeah. He had a good relationship with China, although he's although he did tariffs against China and was successful in restoring us economically. And here we are. Horrible economic conditions. We've got China and Russia working together off the coast of Alaska. We've got our energy sector depleted. Trump talked about that today in a little bit in his New Hampshire sector, in his New Hampshire speech today about how we're importing crude oil out of Venezuela and then having to refine it in Houston instead of just using our own. And the crap that we're getting from Venezuela, I think it was, he said, is so terrible for our environment. But, you know... He's, you know, the left is able to tell the, you know, the the climate hucksters, you know, that uh, and tell the American people, lie to the American people that, you know, he's waging a war on oil and energy to save the environment. Right. All right. Tomorrow's hump day. And don't forget, we've got a special news you can use segment tomorrow night with Financial Thought Doctor. He will be here. Uh, We'll also have, of course, all the latest and greatest we're going to share with you. I'm going to dig deep into this Gateway Pundit election fraud breaking bombshell story today. So we'll share that with you tomorrow night. So tune in tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We'll see you all then.